0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Keep Digging Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zeke, and today we're going to be talking about UFOs. Before we get into any of today's stories, I would like to take a moment to describe what it is that this podcast is all about. I am a firm believer that every single person on the face of this planet has some story, at least one story, that they cannot explain. Everybody I talk to about aliens or ghosts has something to say. Everybody has an opinion. Some people will come up to you and say, I don't believe in ghosts. You're crazy if you think you've seen a UFO. And you ask them, well, hey, do you have any weird stories that you can't explain? And usually they will say something along the lines of, no, of course not. Well, actually, there is this one thing. I'm starting this podcast because I want to hear about your one thing. Did you see strange lights in the sky? Was there a weird, shadowy figure in the corner of your bedroom staring at you while you slept? No tail is too tall, and I'm never going to call you a liar. So join me on this crazy, weird journey that I've decided to call the Keep Digging Podcast. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. Today, we're jumping straight into the rabbit hole to the crazy world of UFO sightings. We've got some great stories lying in wait, so stay tuned. Now... I live in the beautiful stockade area of Schenectady, New York, right along the Mohawk River, so this is right in my backyard. For a four-year period of time, beginning in 1967, residents of Scotia, New York, reported UFO sightings along the Mohawk River, and people who saw the unidentified flying objects experienced a broad range of paranormal phenomena, including encounters with the infamous Men in Black. It all started when a woman, identified only as Peggy G., was walking a friend to her car at about 11 p.m. one night in April 1967. The two women stopped to look at a bright star that had caught their attention when it suddenly shot forward and stopped just short of them. The hovering object then spit a baseball-sized projectile out over their heads and into the woods across the street. Six weeks later, more UFOs were spotted around town. At the same time, residents were reporting an unusually high number of missing pets, one lady even claiming her dog was kidnapped by little men. As if the bizarre encounter with the UFO weren't enough for Peggy, the young woman was also dealing with other paranormal phenomena at her own house. She had begun to see apparitions of a man, objects were moving by themselves, and her cat was constantly agitated by something Peggy couldn't see. When Peggy took on a new job over Christmas holidays, an employee who was hired as a guard told her at lunch one day that he was a member of a secret organization working on Earth. Another employee within earshot heard the conversation and whispered under his breath that the one guy was crazy. The guard became inflamed and told the employee that he would turn himself into the most horrible thing the man had ever seen if he didn't get away from him and forget what he had heard. Angry rays of light shot from the guard's eyes directly at the outspoken employee. A few days later, the guard left his job and was never seen again. A couple months later, two young men spotted a flying saucer in the middle of the frozen Mohawk River, along with what looked like a person dressed in white right beside the object. The next morning, a teenage boy was found dead at the same location, his body frozen in the ice. The police said it appeared from his tracks as if he had been running and then was pulled upward because of the way the last few footprints dragged. The boy's cause of death was officially reported as due to exposure. Local residents weren't buying it. Too many unexplained things had been happening. A local UFO organization staked out the riverside for several nights in a row to see if they could find any clues to the real cause of death. They were rewarded by a reddish oval object that hovered nearby one night and had a particular blinking pattern that lasted for several minutes. When a plane went by, the object disappeared. A few days later, a UFO researcher's husband was sitting in a local coffee shop when a strange man sat down beside him and began discussing the events surrounding the most recent UFO sighting. He knew information that wasn't available to anyone outside of the immediate group of researchers. Before he got up to leave, he said dryly, People who look for UFOs should be very, very careful. The man looked, talked, and acted like one of the typical men in black, and this was their proverbial threat. Every member of the group that had been scanning the river's edge for clues to the boy's death was followed at one time or another by a light blue Lincoln for the next three weeks. Sometimes the Lincoln parked on the street outside their homes for hours. Eventually, everything settled down. The men in black left, the UFOs left, and the accompanying paranormal activity ceased. Apparently, the mission... Whatever it was, had been accomplished. That was from Haunted New York, Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Empire State by Sherry Revai. Next up, a great interview with my good friend Brandon Pagano. Okay, welcome back to episode one of the Keep Digging podcast. I am in the studio with Brandon Pagano of Handguns fame, world traveler, rock and roll degenerate. Thank you for
1: being here, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That is the best intro to any podcast that I've ever received, so I appreciate it. No problem. I practiced it. I came prepared this time. I can tell. I can tell, and I'm honored. I am honored to be here. Great. So, uh, you have some
0: UFO stories for us today.
1: Yes. Uh, I have a total of of three Weird occurrences that have happened to me. Um, the the first one occurred when I was about 14 years old. It's probably the one that, like, freaked me out kind of the most. It was the one that was closest to me. It just kind of – it was corroborated by friends of mine, very close friends of mine, so I didn't feel kind of alienated and crazy talking about it. Um, I was about 14 or 15. It was, like, my freshman year of high school, and it was, like, a pretty standard, like, bonfire affair at some friend's house. And when a friend and I both stood up at around the same time, we, it it seemed like a camera had kind of flashed around everybody, and and everybody kind of noticed it. My friend and I, since we kind of stood up and had a better view, I think of like the clearing, we came to the conclusion that we thought something kind of flew over us, just because of the way the light kind of moved, just the way that it kind of happened. It was quick, but we all you know immediately started like talking to each other, like whoa, what just happened? And a friend of ours pulled up in his car about. I mean, not even five minutes later, like pretty much immediately after and was like, did you guys see that? So not only did we see it, but somebody else from like a, like a further distance away saw it. And it wasn't just us. And it was something obviously, you know, to him, it's, he said it kind of looked just like light and he didn't really see too much, but, um, you know, that was, it was weird. And it was something that I didn't feel crazy about thinking because, you know, it it occurred amongst like a, a group of really close friends. And that kind of sparked my interest in looking into UFOs and, and also, like, kind of just keeping my eye out of the sky more often, you know, just hope, it, maybe hoping it would be cool enough to see something. And, um, you know, being able to travel and stuff it comes to kind of my second story where, which is probably my favorite because of so much that's, like, came out of it since, but we were, my band Hangouts was on tour in Arizona, which is, of course, somewhere, like, I would see a UFO in the middle of the desert, right? So... Uh, we are parked up on a hill in Henderson, Nevada, kind of like tw- like 20 miles north of Las Vegas. It's like a suburb.
0: You know Henderson is one of the original Collins from the Phoenix lights. Yes, came from that area. Yes.
1: And Henderson is, is uh, has a very clear view of Nellis Air Force Base and, and kind of Las Vegas in general. and you can, and you can see a lot of that area and it stretches for miles. Um, and so we're kind of perched up on a hill, have a great view of the city. And we're, uh, it's my drummer, Christian and I, and we're sitting in the van and and we notice a a red light that is like periodically turning off and turning on. It's not flashing. And, you know, there's an airport nearby, there's the Air Force Base nearby, and and there's a lot of air traffic. So we're able to kind of tell like, that's not, that's not a plane. Like you can tell right away because there's so many planes going on. The way it's moving doesn't make any sense. It's kind of steadily moving at like a weird height throughout, like right above what seemed to be right above, the, uh, the skyline of Las Vegas, but in reality it was probably miles out in the desert because we could see for miles and miles. So we watched this thing up until the point where we actually had to go play and couldn't watch anymore. So we, we, you know, went in and came back out and it was gone, but I went home after that tour and I was like, I need to like, look into like, I, what if somebody saw something similar to me? So I Googled, uh, or no, I YouTubed, uh, Henderson UFO, and then searched by the upload date, so, so to check by, um, you know, like the most recent. And I had found a video from maybe three weeks before, like, my sighting occurred of a guy named Steve who had put up a video, very similar object. Like, it had to be this, the same thing. And I showed it to my drummer and he agreed, like, it was it was crazy. And you know, I, I contacted this guy, I, like hit him up on, on YouTube. And I was like, Hey man, this is crazy that you posted this. I, I had went and searched through his channel and seen a bunch of videos that he had like occurring, like reoccurring sightings of these things out in the desert. And he was, he lives in Henderson. So he has like a really solid view all the time of everything. He takes these two nice camcorders out. One's a night vision. One is a, a regular, you know, HD camera. And he, he gets these things like often. And then they as the sightings go on and on, some of them stay in one area and they're reoccurring in the same type of sighting where there's multiple objects or maybe there's just one object floating. But if you watch his videos, there's consistent patterns in all of the videos and there's so much content and none of it is over the top, exaggerated UFO sightings. It, it, they're just glowing objects, but none of them move like airplanes. You can see airplanes in the videos. It's crazy when you really look at it. That's awesome. Uh, do you remember the
0: name of the YouTube channel? Yes, we uh,
1: it? it is uh, UFOs in the USA. Is it when you when you Google, when you YouTube search that Steve Brown's channel is the first thing that pops up, and you can you can find all these videos. And I highly recommend checking it out because he ha- he probably has the most extensive collection of consistent UFO videos I've ever seen, and they don't get a lot of views. And they're, it's because they're not spectacular, they're not crazy videos of high tech machinery or what you can see. But it everything is so in, inconsistent with the way aircraft move. It's so bizarre. And, you know, getting in contact with him was interesting. I've I've watched him and, and other people collaborate and go up to areas where the lights are, are while he's filming through like a Facebook group that he had sent an invite to. And I watched him as he cor- like collaborated with this person to try to get footage. And, and it, it's so crazy, man. You, if you go into it and look into his website and stuff. There's some really crazy first-hand accounts on there.
0: Awesome. I'll do that, and I will link that in the show notes as well. So people can find it. That's UFOs in the USA on YouTube.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, The third sighting was the most recent, and it occurred outside of my home, which was uh, very bizarre and kind of unsettling in its own way because it was just weird that it would be, I'm home, you know. But I was standing outside at my side door, and it just happened to catch my eye, which was a, 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 like a, like an orange orb just zooming through the sky. And it was, it was like, so I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I've seen. I've seen the, this video on the internet before. This is crazy. And my first instinct was going, so I grabbed my phone and I grabbed it off the charge and just hit record and just kept recording it. And as it flew over my house I had to kind of move up the driveway and stand in the middle of my street and film it. And as I'm filming it, from where I was standing, it was south, so it shot off south and just it disappears on the video. And it is, it's the craziest thing. I'm, I'm I was so excited to be able to have that video, you know, because I could show it to people. And you know, I say you make of this what you will. And on the video, it's interesting because the the glowing red object doesn't glow red. It's constantly changing colors like it's flashing or strobing it's very weird that it shows up on camera like that because that's not what it looked like and uh yeah and that was probably the that was you know obviously the most recent but that was like probably the best view I've gotten of something
0: that's that's awesome because that was actually the reason I brought you on here you showed me that video yes uh, last time we saw each other, and I thought I have somebody who has a UFO video. Yeah, and I it's, well it's a great – It's
1: I honestly think it's a great video too because I, I try my best to stay in focus. It's, it's a dark video. It's in the middle of the night. But once I, I'm able to get into the street, you can kind of get a reference point of like the lights and the tops of the houses and kind of see it. Right. And and then you definitely see it disappear on camera, which is – it's just bizarre. Yeah, you can't. it's pretty ex- crazy. I, I couldn't explain that off as just like a plane because I see planes fly over my house all the time. That's not right. what it looks like. Now, do you have that on the internet anywhere? Uh, I have it uh, in my own Dropbox. Um, I can upload it somewhere. I can upload it maybe to Vimeo and send you a link when I go cool. home. So. Yeah, if you want to
0: do that, we can put it here. I'll put it on the Facebook would, or whatever. That would be
1: great. I would like to debut it because I, you know, to post it to my own YouTube channel doesn't make a lot of sense because I do other things with my YouTube channel. It's not right. really a UFO channel. <laughs> and I, I've submitted it to a couple of people, but it's nothing that I feel like... They would include in some sort of video that's getting hundreds of thousands of plays because they probably get these videos all the time. There's these sightings of these little white, red, unexplainable orbs in the sky. Like people have these sightings all the time and they send in videos all the time. It's just crazy the amount of sightings. But I mean, I still can't explain it. And I'm sure a lot of people can't explain it. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, Jay said uh Probably later in this episode, actually. Yeah. But he said people are never looking up. No. Everybody's always looking down. No,
1: I mean, especially more, more so nowadays, because there's just less incentive to kind of be off of your phone and, like, doing things, and, like, people are just constantly hooked into, like, whatever's going on right in front of them. They're really not paying attention as much to, I feel like, you know, what they could be. It's 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 a shame, because in a day and age where everybody has cameras and stuff, you'd think somebody would finally have, like, that footage.
0: Right. It is weird how no matter what it is, ghosts, Bigfoot, yeah. uh, UFOs, whatever, the footage yeah. is always blurry. It is. It is always blurry. My video, also a little blurry. I can't. It's, I have to admit. It's just the way it is. The thing is, people see these things at night. They see lights in the sky. Yeah. Your camera can't really take pictures yeah. of the sky at
1: night. So. Yeah. I just, I find the sheer volume of of evidence out there. I mean, not even getting into, like, real evidence, like, like on paper, government evidence, all of that. Just the sheer amount of video and photographic evidence is just... Right. I mean, why would you be an instant denier to something like that? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I feel you, man. So, lastly, let's just kind of speculate. Yes. So you think you saw alien spacecraft piloted by life
1: from elsewhere? To like, 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 <laughs> no. Maybe no, but maybe yes. I don't know. Um, what I saw didn't fly like a plane. And if it wasn't a pl- if it wasn't a plane or wasn't piloted in conventional means you know so like normal propulsion say it's some anti-gravity uh back engineered you know craft that we've made you know there there's theories like that 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 these things exist and there's enough evidence out there to, to kind of at least give some credibility to something so i don't know what it was man it could have been aliens flying over my house in boston spa which is you know i don't know maybe but could be something else could be a test could be i don't know i really don't
0: right so they they followed you across the country they were they in <laughs> Boston spa when you were a teenager I, yeah all exactly all the way up to arizona and, and now they know
1: you know too much well it's really back. it's really funny that you say that because I, right before i came here i was watching a video on Secure team 10 which i find is probably the most consistent and non bs high-profile YouTube UFO guy. He doesn't show his face in any of his videos. It's all content. None of it looks obviously CGI'd. If it was a fake, it's it's got to be a good one. You know what I mean? Something that you really can't nail it down. So I was watching a video on his channel about a nine-year-old child who was being stalked by a UFO. And the footage that they got is actually some of the craziest stuff. And then it disappeared after the footage was taken, which is bizarre. And... The neighbor, like the video, obviously is like a little grainy and kind of hard to see. But the picture that the neighbor took from across the street of the object right before it disappears in the video is crazy. Nobody's ever been like, This is obviously a fake. This is blah blah blah. It's such a crazy video and it's such a such crazy footage. And it was submitted by a family, the parents of this child, not just not the child. And they filed like a formal police report, everything that this thing had been stalking this kid because that's what the kid said. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Can you imagine? Uh, That's horrifying. Can you imagine (laughs) being stalked by like a crazy-looking UFO? That's nuts, man. That I (laughs) no. See, (laughs) I I think I was just conveniently in Arizona while something was maybe being tested. I don't know, but (laughs) either way, they're not stalking me.
0: Fascinating stuff. Uh, Do you have anything else? Any other alien stuff? Anything you're
1: doing that you want to plug? Uh, I do want to, I want to plug something. I think what Tom DeLong from Blink-182 is doing now that he is no longer in Blink-182, he's taking his UFOlogy very seriously and he's, he's talking to people in the government, he's talking to people within DOD and he's talking to Podesta, who is on Clinton's staff and was on Bill Clinton's staff and served a bunch of presidents. Joe Podesta, you can look him up and he's very, he's very big into the whole disclosure. And, and, if you talk, if you look at the way DeLong has kind of explained his theory on letting information out via the government, it's interesting to say, the least. So I want to plug his book, Secret Machines, for anybody who's into this kind of stuff. It kind of ties in a lot of conspiracy together into to kind of one big, cohesive story, and it's it's very cool. I highly recommend it to anybody who's into paranormal stuff, because I just finished it, and it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever read.
0: That's by Tom DeLong yeah, from on, Blink-182. Yeah, Tom DeLong oh, a Chase... Awesome
1: chase something uh, that somebody else wrote the book f- with him but yeah. uh they both did a great job it, was, it it tells you it's very informative on all of this stuff but it's also a really great narrative so awesome yeah
0: cool all right well it looks like that's a wrap for this segment thank you for coming on being hey, part of the show absolutely thank you for having great. me i Hopefully love talking we'll about this stuff have you again sometime you know your stuff so that would be great absolutely it would be great to be back That was a seriously awesome interview with Brandon Pagano. Up next, I had my friends Paul and Demi come into the studio to tell me about some strange lights they saw in the sky over Sandusky, Ohio. I am in the studio with my friends Paul and Demi. Paul and Demi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. So, you saw an unidentified object
2: in the sky about a year ago. Tell me about it. All right, so... Uh... You know, we were on vacation visiting some family over in Ohio. Are um, actually walking Demi's mom's puppy um, around the apartment building here. Basically, I was just like looking down, you know, watching the dog, and I see this huge flash of light, kind of like a like a really extended lightning burst kind of deal. I kind of start hearing Debbie like freaking out a little bit. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I'm like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Don't look, just run! Don't look." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had initially thought it was a lightning bolt, but when I looked up, it seemed like it was opening up, like...
0: Like the sky was opening around it, or the light was opening up?
2: Like, the way I felt, like, I was looking at, like, a dome, and it was just opening, and there was just, like, bright light just coming through, hmm. and I thought I was going to be abducted. Did you get abducted? I don't think so. No, you're safe. That's good. <laughs> And I even felt it, this, like, paralyzing fear almost, that just, like, this, the feeling that, you know, I feel like apes would have gone had they seen the monolith in, you know, <laughs> in, 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 in 2001, just this paralyzing, what the hell is this? After that, Demi says, run, we book it, and the, the funny ending of this is I face-planted over a bush, <laughs> running away from uh, the crack in the sky. And when I was jumping over the bush, I dropped my phone and didn't realize it till we were like inside, had the place locked up, and then I was like, oh no, I had to go back out there.
0: <laughs> now, we've done a lot of speculating on this episode about what the visitors want, and I think that we're starting to fill in the agenda here. They're coming from light years and light years away to make Paul faceplant over the bush
2: like a big dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Classic Clacksar. That guy's a joker. Um, You know, and we started to look a little more into this. Oddly enough, this is right around... I'm kind of fuzzy on what the story was now, but there was, uh, like, a Russian missile scare for about a week in the news cycle. And this happened right at that same night, actually. Um, Just in a completely different location, though. But we, we ended up finding, you know, going online and looking at a bunch of stuff. And we saw a lot of... What, you know, the videos I saw were kind of like a beam of light almost arcing around in what i can describe to listeners as the shape of like the nike symbol (laughs) And and almost like kind of whipping out of the sky awesome so is there anything else that's the whole story yeah i think that about covers it
0: that's amazing thank you so much for coming in guys yeah thanks for having us man Okay, listeners, we've got time for one more story today. I'd like to bring you back to an interview I actually did a few months ago with my buddy Jay Mantis about some strange lights he saw over the sky in Potsdam, New York, as well as New York City. I'm out in the field with the host of Rushcast and Knickerbocker, Jay Mantis.
3: How's it going, man? Not bad, You certain. are legitimately in a field right now. I am
0: actually in the field. You're in the
3: depths Some- of the farm country of upstate New York.
0: Sometimes when I say I'm in the field, I'm like
3: in the city. Oh, you I mean... Just say the field. You mean like, in the field, like... In like the journalistic in sense. The, in yeah. the journalistic sense. But we are <laughs> quite in the literally... Field. You're not in the studio. You're not doing any editing right now.
0: But you are in a field. I am. And, uh... That's pretty cool. So where are we right now? Where where am I in New York? Because I don't actually know. You are
3: essentially in Vermont right now. Like you can see Vermont through those trees. Oh, what's up, Vermont? But we're like outside of Albany, where the cows live. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. So uh, you said
0: that you saw something weird in the sky. Saw very something weird. I
3: saw a UFO. Okay. And I want to preface this with uh, something I'm not proud of, but I'll, and I don't admit to many people, but I'm a really really big airplane geek. I love big airplanes, big jets uh, in general. So I, I, kn- I know uh, most military aircraft, like if it's a big aircraft, I know of it. I know what it's called. I can identify planes in the sky. Actually, I sit right here when I used to live here with my parents. I would sit on this deck in the summer and practice my, my bass and look up in the sky and you can see the, uh, the big planes that come over from Asia big double decker Airbus A380s they fly right over my house en route to JFK in New York City nice so i would sit here with binoculars and look at them so i can identify airplanes military commercial with the naked eye 40,000 feet up and uh with that in mind i saw when i see ufos now i know what i'm talking about <laughs> right like because i've seen what real planes look like you can't tell me that's just a 747 or whatever right um the other thing is, I'm always looking up. I'm always looking for planes. I live in New York City now, and when I'm in the city, there's air traffic everywhere. So I'm constantly looking up and trying to look. Oh, there's a you know a three twenty that's coming into land or whatever. People in New York City do not look up, so keep right. that in mind. We'll come back to that. Now, uh,
0: when this this experience we're about to talk about, you live in two places. You live here on the edge of vermont with your parents in this field but you also live in brooklyn
3: i don't Uh, live in brooklyn Brooklyn? i live in the other side of new york city in washington heights the top part of manhattan and uh it's actually out my window looks right down the river looks right down the george washington bridge i can see the planes coming in for newark airport and uh so it's fun for me but uh, i don't live here anymore i grew up here i just come up here to visit Okay, so this experience, like this.
0: though, was that here or was this downstate?
3: This was in New York City, and it okay. was very recent. It was a couple days ago. Uh, I So <laughs> I'm trying to think of which, which UFO story should I start with. I'll, uh, I'll go back to the one when I went to college in Potsdam, which is way up by Canada in this state. Okay. And the, the short version of the story is I saw the same couple of UFOs on four or five different occasions when I was there. Um, each time it was at night. There were two extremely bright orange orbs. You can't tell me they're planes because I know what planes look like when they're at night. You know, I'm looking up all the time. They weren't blinking. The way they were moving, it was completely silent. These orbs would move independent of one, one another for a few seconds and then fade out independently. One would go first, then the next would fade out. I saw that same thing four or five times. I told my best friend about it. He didn't believe me. I told him, I was like, listen, dude, aliens are in potsdam New York. he wasn't buying it so he was a year younger than me i graduate the next year he's still there he calls me frantically and he said dude i'm looking at the exact ufos you described to me i just saw them they did the exact same thing you said they do they, i saw them then they disappeared the people i'm with did not see them and now they think i'm crazy so, needless to say, he's now a believer. He'll, he'll, he'll listen to what I have to say and believe me. He knows I'm not, just messing around. Uh, so a couple of days ago, I'm in New York. It's now daytime. And I look out the window and I see this plane flying by. And I go, that plane looks like a triangle. And I'm, I said, it must be the way the sun is. I just can't see the wings at this angle. It must be a light thing. And... I'm like, I should just check. I get up, I walk over to the window, and I'm looking at it. I go, it looks like a triangle. You know, it's moving. It's up high. It's moving like an air- like airplanes do when they're circling to land at one of the airports in New York City. And uh, so I'm looking at it and I'm going, that's a triangle. Now, I've got these big honking binoculars for plane spotting, for like where we're at right now. When I see a plane at 40,000 feet, I can take out these big binoculars and check it out. I take my binoculars and I look at this triangle and what I see blew me away it was three spheres three dark gray spheres pressed together to form like a triangle shape sort of like a you're setting up a game of pool right billiards uh, but it's just three of those balls pressed together when I told my parents when I got up here I held three oranges in my hands this is what it did and because these things were moving like an airplane together but they would also twist around each other and kind of move like the one on the right would go a little bit higher then it would dip down underneath and the whole thing would kind of twist around itself um perfect spheres i thought maybe they're balloons maybe they're closer to me than i think they weren't balloons they were they were perfectly round and freaky looking i couldn't believe i was watching but I'm looking out my window. It's going up the Hudson River now, over the bridge. I'm like, I gotta record this. So I took out my cell phone. And sometimes I'll put my cell phone camera up to one of the binoculars, and I'll like film. I can film a plane like that, but it's really hard. Problem is, what I realized when you're looking at a plane, you have the vapor trail. So all you gotta do is find the vapor trail and then follow it to the head, and you found the plane. I could not find it with the viewfinder, and I thought, I should. I'm gonna give up, and I'm just gonna stare at this thing and try to like burn it into my memory and i did i watched it till i couldn't see it anymore and uh, i watched a ufo with binoculars in the daylight which i think is so much different than every other ufo story which was it was dark and i saw it for two seconds and it was a light like yeah you were looking at a 737 coming into land you just don't know what you're talking about you know so i'm a little annoyed that people in new york are like they're never looking up i know i'm the only one who saw this thing they 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 don't even know there are planes above them and there, I can look in New York City at any point, I can look out my window and see seven or eight airplanes, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like if, if I were piloting some crazy spaceship, I didn't want to be seen by people. I would actually want to go over a city like New York because I know whenever I'm in the city, I'm always so overwhelmed by just the different people, uh, all the different buildings, tall skyscrapers and stuff. I'm never looking up. I get intimidated to right.
3: look up. And whereas like here where we are right now, there's nothing happening. If that thing showed up here we'd all be like uh what's up with that you know so I called my buddy Rob who I who was um, at Potsdam and I told him all about it and I was like no one's gonna believe me dude he's like "Mm, that's not true I believe you I totally buy it and uh I actually called another friend of mine who's uh getting his master's degree in meteorology and I was like tell me about weather balloons because we hear about, like, UFO sightings. Oh, maybe it could be a weather balloon, right? Okay, well, this time I'm looking at balloon-shaped objects. Tell me about weather balloons. And I explained to him what I saw, and he said, Well, weather balloons are big spheres, usually white. Uh, they pretty much go straight up into the atmosphere, and they expand. They get really big. They expand as they, as they get higher in altitude. He said. He said, but the fact that they were moving sideways like an airplane is weird. And also, they would never have three of them bun- bundled together like that. Um, so, the, uh, the last weird thing about this encounter was that I looked up on YouTube. I just searched like three spheres in a triangle or UFO or something. Mm-hmm. I did find a video. Of, so it's at night. The spheres are completely lit up, but they're doing the exact same thing. They're bunched together into a triangle and they're sort of twisting around each other so I've been sending that to everyone I know and I'm like I saw this I'm not crazy I saw this it's a real thing awesome yeah so I don't sleep anymore um (laughs) I mostly just curl up into the fetal position and sweat for a few hours every night and uh I won't be watching war of the worlds ever again (laughs) so 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 let's get into the, the 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 fun
0: part here let's speculate so you think you saw an alien spaceship you don't think it was like some kind of military test plane you don't think it was some sort of weird missile or anything like that you think that it was well i don't want to tell you what you think what do you think you saw
3: it's a good question i'm not even sure i've asked myself that but um i definitely believe in aliens i don't know if they're here i'd like to think they're not <laughs> but uh, what, what bugs me most about this number one is that nobody else cares number two is no one else no one will believe me And number three is that we don't know what it is. And so it's that alone. Not that it could be aliens that are here to eat my brains like chicken noodle soup. But more so that we don't know what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like every everything flying through the sky right now I can identify for the most part. Right? Yeah. Like but these I didn't know what they were. I, I gotta imagine Newark Airport was right nearby they see they have radar they should be able to see what that is right or or see that something weird is happening so i imagine somebody there knew about it um okay so what are you suggesting that maybe it's like russia here to like blow us up (laughs) you know like even that is scary
0: (laughs) yeah no i mean either way it's terrifying (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, i'm not i'm not suggesting anything i'm just i want one of the things i want to do on the show when i'm interviewing people Mm -hmm. is i want to ask you what you saw And what you think you what you think it was like what like what explanation do you think uh, you could come up with to identify?
3: Uh, Aliens is the first thing I went to. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would like to see that thing again, and and I don't know. I don't know if I would try to film it or just try to get a better look. But how much of a better look can you get than having binoculars on it in the daytime?
0: Yeah. Do you mind if I can I ask a favor of you? Yeah if you get a chance sometime between now and august when i when this goes live it's currently july 3rd i think july 3rd uh would you mind like just sketching out i know know it's just three spheres next to each other but it would be be really cool to put
3: on the show notes if i could get that yeah actually that's what my friend rob asked he's like all right i gotta i'm going to dinner with some friends he said uh draw a picture of it snapchat it to me so i could see what you saw and before i did that i went and looked at I'm like, let me just see, and then somebody already saw exactly what I saw, so I sent them that. But I will totally draw it out. That would be
0: awesome, man. Yeah,
3: I'm pretty good at drawing circles. Very cool. Circles are tough, man. I usually I'll trace end up like the eggs. bottom of a, a Pepsi can or something. Sick. <laughs> cool. Well, do you
0: have uh, Do you have anything
3: else? you want to talk about with that experience? I just want to say, if the aliens are listening, I come in peace, and you should check out my podcast. Your podcast again? It's Rushcast. Yes, for which, not for the not your listeners. They should, I don't care if they listen to my podcast, but the do. aliens I, I wanna, I wanna should check out my stuff. podcast. Oh, the aliens! <laughs> right. If
0: the aliens could be exposed yeah. to Rush, we could I, change
3: their minds. Maybe like Cygnus has an, a real a real life effect. You know, maybe yeah. it, it reached it reached out to them and, and it resonated with them or something. Plexi- you know, three spheres. Hold your fire. I was. I've been thinking right. that this whole time. Right. I actually just realized. That. So Rush has an album, and on the cover is just three spheres. So maybe that's maybe you know that's what, what we're means? looking at. It means Rush's aliens. You know the time stands still video from that album, where it's just the band members floating. Maybe that's what that was. Maybe it was just Alex Lifeson still tumbling through space.
2: <laughs>
0: maybe maybe you being on keep digging will expose Klaxar up in his <laughs> up in his spaceship. He, he's on his way to,
3: you know, tell Hillary Clinton what to do. <laughs> he, he, gets, he goes downstairs to, like, his intern that was making all the, the uh, you know, directional decisions that day. And was like, you said no one saw us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, he's here to tell, you know, Emperor Lizard Hillary Clinton. This is a what, good what point. What to do with our country. The and lizard it, people. But his, their, the, so the lizard people's agenda is just that they're yeah. evil. We, nobody's been able to come up with an agenda for the lizard people. I
3: hadn't, I hadn't considered that, you know, me having seen this UFO was a secret. They don't know that until I release it on to keep digging, and now everyone's going to know. Maybe they'll be coming for me.
0: I'm, I like to think that they're not here, they're not coming in peace, but when they hear Hold Your Fire and they see <laughs> that the Hold Your Fire uh, album cover looks just like their vehicle, <laughs> like, maybe they will hold their fire. They'll tell Hold Hillary not fire. to press the button. They won't. They won't vaporize you out in New
3: York City. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Keep Dicking, man. I'm excited to hear this, and I'm excited to hear all the uh, other material that you're gonna put out. Awesome. Well, thank you
0: for being a part of it, man. Uh- Well, that was a great interview with Jay Mantis, a great guest, and I am very glad that he was able to join us for this episode. Hopefully we will hear more from him in the distant future. And just like that, it would appear that we are indeed out of time. I've been your host, Adam Zeke, and this has been the very first episode of the Keep Digging Podcast. If you have a story that you'd like featured on the show please feel free to email me at keepdiggingpodcast at gmail.com. I can set up an interview with you over Skype, or you can just write down your story, and I will gladly read it over the air. Again, that's keepdiggingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you liked this episode of Keep Digging, please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a rating while you're at it. It really helps us get a bigger audience with new listeners so that we can keep pumping stories out for your entertainment. And so until next time, my friends, I urge you to keep safe and keep digging.